All right, so the main thing is that I'll be a virtual support system for you so that I can share 40 lessons over the course of a few iterations here and there uh, about running that I learned that I wish I would have known when I was 20 years old. So let's say 20 years ago. Welcome to D-Lake Deliberates, where we do deep dive stories on uniquely fun topics and ideas. And we show smart runners and endurance athletes, that's hopefully you, how to get 1% better every day so that you can perform amazingly throughout your life. I'm Darren D. Lake, a sub three hour marathoner and 10 hour Ironman finisher. And I've been in this endurance sport and distance running game for over 25 years. So I have a few things I'd love to share with you on my journey. Oh, and before we get into it, you know the drill. Please make sure you like, subscribe, or do whatever you need to do, follow, etc. Whatever platform that you use, whether that's a podcast if you're listening, or whether that's YouTube if you're watching, or wherever you might be watching or consuming this. And let's get into it. And this is part two because I didn't record part one. I just made a newsletter out of it. I might record it later, retrospectively, retroactively, however you want to call it. Ranging from the importance of strength training to rest, recovery, and even running in the rain, all of these lessons that I've learned have helped me become a better runner and also a better human. All right, going to go to camera two. Let's get into it. All right, so what are you going to learn? What's in this for you? Because value is a thing that I really, really care about. And mainly you're going to learn all of the failing things that I wish I would have known 20 years ago uh, when I started running and actually 25 years ago when I started running. And it's going to range everywhere from uh, fasted runs to carbs and my how I've done like a kind of 180 on carbs, uh, running without music all the way to rain running, which if you follow me, I love rain running, and how your partner or whoever that is in your life support network can help you. So very wide ranging. I usually don't do these listicle type articles, but I decided earlier this year to do that. And then I was like, oh man, this is a lot. I need to break this up into three parts. Number 15, having a partner is pretty cool that trains as much as you until you have a kid. So uh, I think a lot of these can easily be blog posts or even podcasts or on their own. And this is something that my partner and I realized a few months in after we had our kid and we were like, okay, this is gonna be a problem. Uh, she trains just as much as me, if not more. And the logistical challenges of getting schedules right, who trains early, fitting in a workout, uh, all those things are pretty damn crazy. And uh, it's just a game of whack-a-mole, to be honest. One thing pops up, I hit it and then moves away and I gotta figure out how to do the other thing. And I wouldn't trade it for anything. Love my kid, uh, the, the partner too. But yeah, it's way more complex than I thought it would be. Number 16, training in the mornings is better than training in the afternoons. Uh, you wanna know why? Because afternoons are time thieves. So. You can look at it both ways. So people are time thieves in the afternoon and also the afternoon is a time thief. And uh, they sneak up on you before you know it. It's already 7 p.m. and you're still sitting at your desk or you're like, oh man, I need to work. Maybe that's me. Maybe it's the ADHD side of, side of my brain. Uh, but in the mornings, it's a fresh start. You got everything ahead of you. You can roll with it. It's literally like, just go and do your thing. Get your training done if it's really important to you or if work is important to you, or family time is important to you, get the most important thing done early. And again, I like to do training because it just sets me up for the, the rest of the day. 
Number 17, do a night run every now and then if you can, or a late afternoon run. And the reason is, uh, you, you might be like, yo, D-Lake, D-Lake runs, Darren, whatever you want to call me. Uh, I like to train in the morning. What's the big deal? So the big deal is that you got to switch it up and your body gets used to a certain way. You never know with life. So then you're ready for when things get pretty chaotic when you're not ready for it. So that, that's the best thing. Or you might have a race in, in at night or in the afternoon and vice versa. You know, if those races are in the mornings and you're always training at night, then you got to get yourself ready for them. Number 18, run your favorite loop backwards. Running your favorite loop backwards can make it seem like a completely different route. You'll be able to notice different things and see similar sights from a new perspective. It's like running through a parallel universe. Let's let's start talking about the, the MCU and the multiverse. We can, we can say it's one of those. You're, you're running through another segment of, of how things could be if things went another way. You get it. Number 19, rain running is pretty damn cleansing. Rain running, to me, is like hitting the reset button on your day. It's pretty damn refreshing. The sound of rain, the cool feeling on your skin, and the fresh smell in the air can make for a pretty meditative and uh, just, again, refreshing run. Just make sure you wear waterproof gear uh, if you can. If it's not too cold, you can get away with actually very minimal gear. So um, while I don't usually run without a shirt, it's a time to run with you know the thinnest layers I can because the more layers you have on, the actual heavier and colder you will be. And ladies, this is a great excuse for you to run without a top on and with just your sports bra. I know a lot of women want to do it, think about doing it. Uh, you should do it. Even if you don't think you should, you should do it if you feel comfortable enough. If you have an idea, um, all women should do it. And men should run with the shirt off. Like Just do it. The rain makes a great excuse for that. Number 20, running in the cold and heat makes you less sensitive to extreme temperatures. So let me expand on that. Running in extreme weather is like getting a superpower, right? It, you become less sensitive to the cold and heat and suddenly you're like Superman with his X-ray vision. That's the best metaphor I can come up with. Or, you know, you're like Hulk. There we go. Hulk is way better. Uh, you know, it's like Hulk smash. Hulk gets angry, the old Hulk at least, before he could control his powers. And honestly, you just build up better tolerance. So the more you expose yourself to different weather conditions, the better you can tolerate them. Just make sure you're dressed appropriately for the weather don't want you to get frostbit lose a lose a limb also if it's extremely hot don't run for very long don't be dehydrated uh you know like run in the heat and not too hot um let's say 80 to 95 degrees and and don't take this as advice but just try it 15 20 minutes if you can and then go in make sure you have a lot of water try it uh don't do it if you have any heart conditions health conditions this is just a try it see what happens don't run an hour and a half long run as fast as you possibly can in 90 degree weather you will hurt yourself so just take this as fun advice this is not medical advice at all i am not your doctor number 21 running on a windy day isn't as bad as you think if you do a loop. So the reason why if you do the loop is pretty self-explanatory. You end up getting the the tailwind if you go out and get a headwind. All right, so I know running on a windy day can be painful, but hear me out. If you do a loop, you get the headwind, right? If you start, maybe. And then you get the side wind. And then guess what? When you come back, you get the tailwind. It's like your kite and the wind is pushing you forward. But again, make sure you dress appropriately. If it's extremely windy and it's five degrees Celsius, which would be about 35, 40 degrees uh, Fahrenheit, 
Make sure you have a wind jacket on. That's the one time I say wear a wind jacket. Um, I'm not a big fan of jackets when you run because they make you actually hotter than you need to be. And you also have all of the wetness and the sweat on you and the rain, and it actually makes you colder and heavier. But if it's extremely cold and windy, make sure you have the right gear. And let's go to number 22. I don't like running in crowded places. So crowded places suck. It's like being stuck in traffic, but on your feet and you're sweating and then your sweat gets cold so it can be overwhelming and distracting and there's always a risk of bumping into someone like that you don't know or something especially running in the city obviously when it's crowded so if you like me and prefer solitude find a quiet place to run i'm sure a lot of you have trails that you run on and parks and paths i do live in the city but i also live next to a huge park here in sydney centennial park and i make sure i get on that trail as much as i possibly can because it feels great. And number 24, running is a supplemental form of passive meditation, but it doesn't replace meditating. So I think of running like a mental break while getting your body moving. But let's be honest, um, if you have meditated, if you understand meditation, it does not replace it. I used to think back in the day, oh, I run, I don't need to meditate. Or I drive, I get time on my own back when I used to drive a lot, uh, long distance, you know, between cities philly and baltimore and all that stuff and i was like oh i get my time that's great that's like resting you also need sleep so think of meditation as sleep and think of uh mental breaks and mindfulness and running and all those things that give your brain a break from the computer and all those things think of that as rest and recovery so yes it, the metaphor is starting to melt into itself and get super meta meta but you cannot replace meditation with running it's a great supplement, though, and I'm, I'm a big fan of it. All right, I've beaten that enough to death. All right, let's get to number 25, which is running without music or a podcast is therapeutic and cleansing, at least for me. So uh, running, you know, again, without anything in your ears, talking to you, taking up your, your, your mental bandwidth. Um, it's like taking a trip back in time before we had all of this technology and portable devices where back then there weren't that many people that ran for fun. You either ran track uh, or you ran from something. You weren't running for exercise because um, most people are much fitter back then. But I digress from that. Um, if it allows you to focus when you don't have music in your ears and, you know, a podcast or just uh, just noise and static. It allows you to focus on your thoughts and emotions and tune into your body and surroundings. This is huge. This allows you to be way more in tune for racing when you're like, oh, I feel this way. I feel that way because the music, uh, all these external factors, they actually end up taking away from, uh, one, the experience, and two, your ability to know when you're going too easy or too hard and really self-managing your perceived rate of exertion. Now, number 26, it's never as cold as when you start. It's like jumping into a cold pool, but then you get used to it and suddenly it's not so bad. So, you know, cold showers, cold plunges, um, cold water, etc. It always is like, ah, but then your body adapts. So, that's the same with running in the cold. Cool trick that I found, which is to warm up inside two, five minutes, seven minutes, whatever you want. Do your warm up drills. All you got, it could be light. All you got to do is just get the, the, the blood flowing. Do some light plyometrics if you can, some light form drills, uh, even, you know, light burpees, push-ups, wall squats, uh, sorry, air squats, etc. All of that will warm you up. So then your body temperature raises, right? And guess what? When you get outside, 
it ain't that bad. So like the outside cold isn't this shock and you're ready to go and you can just actually get into your run much faster. You're not like, oh, it's cold. Your body has to warm up on top of the cold and it takes you extra longer to warm up. So you, you feel better and you also save some time. And this is a universal truth, the cold thing that applies to pretty much any outdoor activity. Just start, you will warm up, you're human. And number 27, carbs are not the devil like I used to think. So carbs are not the enemy. They're the trusty sidekick that gives you energy and keeps you going. They're the espresso shot that uh, doesn't let you down. Uh, I can go with metaphors for days on this. So carbs are an important source for energy, um, of energy for runners, and they help replenish glycogen stores and prevent fatigue. Just make sure you're getting them from healthy sources like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, uh, rices, as much as you can. I then go into the more processed foods as I get closer to races or long runs. So uh, I cycle kind of my, my diet around my training. So it goes up and down, you know, weekly, daily, sometimes hourly. I've actually got a whole post on that coming up, a whole piece of content coming on that, uh, coming up on that. So make sure you check that out. Number 28, you can run very well in a fat adapted low carb state for most runs, but huge asterisk for high performing people that want to run their best. It's not worth it to always be in the state of low carb fasted mode. I promise you. And I'll tell you why it's like going to a vegan restaurant and trying to order a steak. You really want to do the thing. You're like, I want to do it. I want, I want, but it's like, nah, you're not going to get it here. You know, you got to go somewhere else to get that. While running in a fat adapted state can be worth it. I think it's diminishing returns at a point. Running fasted early in your training season, uh, off season. I love doing that on easy days is fine. But once I start getting into harder workouts where the carbohydrate demand is high, the energy demand is high, running fasted feels horrendous. I don't recover as well. I'm just going into a workout burned out. It's not good. It's a recipe for disaster. So I'd say... Depends on what I'm training for, but maybe 50% of my runs are fasted. Um, I can do harder, shorter runs fasted, but I eat immediately after. Moving forward, number 29, proper protein is crucial for recovery. Proper protein is like the glue that holds your recovery together. It's like the peanut butter to your jelly sandwich. Sorry, Australians. Um, I know you really don't do peanut butter and jelly too much you do peanut butter and jam no you don't even you don't even do peanut butter and jam anyway protein is crucial for recovery after a hard workout aim for high quality sources like protein powders are great uh pea protein hemp protein whey protein if you're uh not vegan and um uh, bca is a good creatine and then get it from also real food sources so if you're not vegan you're a carnivore obviously meats lean meats you don't want those fatty meats too much you don't need those extra calories fat really doesn't help you too much with um endurance uh you can get healthier fatty sources that your body processes better eggs and plant-based options if you're vegan like tofu and legumes and number 30 not running as much in the off season helps me in the race season and the main season so again, when I purposefully don't run a lot in the off season, it allows me to focus on other activities. So then I don't get sick of running. I don't get mentally drained of running and physically, obviously. Um, it makes you appreciate running way more when you come back. It's important to take breaks from running and focus on other activities during the off season. This really, really does help with burnout and keeps you from getting sick, just overtraining in general. Plus trying out new activities can be a pretty cool, fun and challenging way to improve your overall 
aerobic base fitness, which is very, very important for most of the year. If you don't race, you can do base. You can cross train all the time and you'll get fitter and fitter and fitter. But if you do race, you want to start doing specific running. I've done a couple posts on that. I might do something really specific on that because that is a source of a lot of hatred from a lot of people. So those are, I think uh, we'll stop at 30 because that's a really good number. That's a round number. I got 40, so I'll do 10 more on the next part. And thanks for rocking with me. I'll take you to the outro. Time. Time is a resource no one can make more of. So we appreciate you taking precious time out of your day to listen this far. Our goal is to show the world how to live better through running, cycling, and triathlon. The episode and many others have a transcription. Go to the show notes description to find out more. This was produced in Sydney, Australia, and I'd like to acknowledge the Gadigal of the Eora Nation, who are the traditional custodians of this land. I pay my respects to the elders, past, present, and future. I recognize their continuing connection to the land, waters, and culture. These lands were stolen and sovereignty was never ceded. If you like this episode, again, we'd highly appreciate it if you go on whatever app you listen to and make sure to follow D-Lit Creates Podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Acast, and a bunch of others. And if you're feeling real loose, a rating, review, or share of this episode to anyone you know that would be into something like this would be amazing. The more people that hear about us, the doper stuff we can do to then help other people. And if that virtuous cycle continues forever, we would always be grateful to you. If you have any questions, concerns, suggestions for the episode, or hell, you want to be on the show, hit us up. The best way is to email talk, T-A-L-K, at dlakecreates.com. We're also on the socials, mainly Instagram. You can hit up Mike Trees at the letters R-U-N dot N-R-G. Or you can hit me up on Instagram at dlakecreates. Or just wherever you can find us is fine. Don't worry if you didn't get all that. There's a link in the show notes description. Thank you again so much for listening. Peace. Peace.